0: Welcome to the Leadership Sensei Radio, the small business podcast where we go long form with business owners and experienced leaders on what it takes to succeed in business today. I'm your host, Brett Morrison. If you're a first time listener, welcome along. If you're coming back and tuning in again, I thank you. It is you, the listeners who make this show matter. So let's get this started. I'd like to change the format up a little bit. So just move away a little bit from our usual long-form interview and cover off on something that I find really interesting and I find that a lot of people struggle with and that's communications and in particular how to become a power communicator. For those that are familiar with my blogs and my posts that I put out on Facebook and social media, you'll know that over the last decade I've been an executive coach and business coach and during all those years of doing organizational reviews, Three issues always come up as the top three, and they are leadership is poor, communication is bad, and we don't have enough time, money, or people, so not enough resources. Today I really want to focus in on what it means, though, to get our communications right. And at the heart of all of our relationships is our ability to communicate with ourselves and also with those that we're talking to or in a conversation with. And it doesn't matter whether that's at work or at home, down the street, everybody that we meet, everybody that we're having a conversation with, we are having on building a relationship with. And if you want to be, have the ability to influence and get the outcome that you're looking for, but also influence the other person to get the outcome that they need in their life, then you need to understand some key concepts about how to get more powerful in the communications that you have on a day-to-day basis. The ability to build rapport with someone is fundamental to getting them to understand your point of view, but also understanding their point of view. In conversation, and in communication in particular, I often ask the question of groups that I'm, I'm running workshops with about who is responsible for the outcome of a conversation. Now, some people will say, you know, it's 50% you, 50% them. Some people say 80-20. Some people say zero and 100. But ultimately, both parties are 100% responsible. Now, if you're an engineer or, you know, you love your mathematics, you'll work out that 100 and 100 sort of don't add up to be 100%. It sort of adds up to be 200 At the end of the day, though, each person is responsible for the outcome that they walk away with from a conversation. This is where rapport comes into it. Rapport is important because we tend to hang around with people that we like. And we tend to like people that we believe or we feel get us or understand us on a, on a deeper level. What we tend to do is stay away from or not have conversations with people that really aren't on the same page as us. And this is where rapport really comes into play when we're doing our power communication. A good way to start building rapport is understanding people, the language they use, the way that they process information, the way that they make decisions, and the things that motivate them and and what move them away from pain, the things that they fear, the things that they enjoy, and when you can understand these things about different people, it's easier to tap into what their core beliefs are. It's easy to tap into what they hold important to them. And in doing so, they feel like you get them. And on many levels, you do. You've got a system in place that you can tap into and go through certain, essentially, checkpoints. Because you can work out what language they use, the way they hold their body, the way they breathe, there's many other indicators that you can tap into to understand what personality type or good chance of what personality type the person you're speaking to will be. The tool I'm going to use to base a lot of this upon is the DISC personality profiling tool. This tool is based upon Carl Jung's work back many years ago. It has four basic personality types and those types, you know, ironically, make up the acronym DISC. So the first one is going to be for dominant personality and you've probably come across these people they're a very strong personality they're very driven in what what they do they generally have a very strong opinion on on most things the next one is the influencer now this is the person that generally gets along very well with people good networker great host the next one is the steadfast or steady person now this type of person generally likes routines they like to know what's coming and definitely does not like surprises the next person is or next personality type is the what we call the compliant type now this isn't compliance from the sense of uh, i'm doing something to make you happy this is the case of it needs to be right because if it doesn't comply with this set of rules or this set of regulation something bad will happen a bridge will fall down brain surgery will not go well you now your it system will collapse so this is about making sure you're compliant with the system that needs to be done. Now, there's a lot of information around each of, these, each of these four personalities. So what I'd like to do over the next couple of weeks is just break them down and we'll cover each one off at a time. What I'd like you to do is just take notice and relate the information I'm giving you to someone you may know or know of and how it fits in and hopefully by doing that you'll get a better understanding of where they're coming from and how they operate because for many people they themselves do not know how they operate I've run this program with literally hundreds of people and it's amazing to see people have those aha moments when they go oh I do that and then they understand the impact that it's having on other people so for you You'll have those moments too, I'm sure, where you go, oh, that's me, I do that. But the important part is understanding the impact it has on other people. Just because you do it that way doesn't mean say that you need to keep doing it. Once you have awareness of it and the awareness of the impact it's having on you and on others, it's then up to you to make a choice on whether you change that or not. So let's have a look at our dominant personality. This is the strongest energy out of the four energy types. And the reason I've called them energy types is because when you're talking about personality profiling many people like to pigeonhole we like to put people in a box and go you're that type of person so this is a thing that you're always going to do but this is not the way it works the reality is we have each of these energies in all of us it depends on the moment and the time of when we bring that out and how often we bring it out and how we bring it out, whether resourcefully or unresourcefully. So the dominant energy, you can almost say it has the archetype of the bull. So it's just very driven, very strong. You've quite often, you you may have heard of the term, you know, a bull in a tea shop. A bull in a china shop, rather. So this is true, The, the bull is a strong energy, constantly going, you don't want to get in their way. It's like they have this little steam engine inside them that's just chugging away all the time and Once they make up their mind, you want to get out of their way and let them go through. Now, our D-type people are driven by a high need to win. Now, the resourceful side of that will be win-win. The unresourceful side of that will be I will do whatever it takes to win. And I'm sure you've met people that fit both of those categories. Their biggest fear for a D personality is loss of control. They don't always need to have control of uh, other people is quite often they have control of their own space and the reality is that they get control of their own space because they they do back themselves they're very confident they come across as being confident they're the type of people that will go into what most people would under would probably rate as a scary situation uh, and just back themselves one person i knew I was speaking to you know a year or so ago, and, and they lost their jobs. They knew they, they were going to lose their jobs. I said, hey, look, I'm about to lose my job. And I said to them, so, okay, so what are you going to do? You're going to start looking for another one? And they go, oh, I might go on an overseas holiday, and I'll have a look for work when I get back. Now, this person did not worry at all about the fact that they may not get work when they got back. They just backed themselves knowing that they had the skills, they had the ability and they had the competence to get another job when they got back. So they went and had a break, enjoyed themselves, came back, got a job the first week they got back. Now, that's a D personality because they just back themselves. Now, that doesn't mean say they don't worry about things because they do. But the reality is that it will back themselves more than the next person. There's also some core needs that will drive each of us. So you'll see that as I'm I'm talking through these different elements, that these elements will overlap as we go through each of the four different energy types. So there's six core needs that we talk about from a coaching perspective. Four of the personality, two of the spirit. The four core needs of the personality that we'll be looking at we certainty, significance, variety, and connection. Now the two of the spirit are growth and contribution. Won't touch on those in this particular instance. So the four that we'll be looking at are certainty, significance, variety and connection. Now the two core needs that are driving our deep personalities is about significance and certainty. They get their certainty by backing themselves. They have the confidence just to back themselves, to come out and achieve whatever it is that they really want to achieve. The second one for them is about significance. Now, they get their significance from winning. Now, you might be going, so how do I apply this sort of stuff? Well, the reality is if you know or come across a D-type personality, you don't necessarily want to challenge them because they will see that as a competition. And because they need to win, they will do what they need to do to win. Some of them will see it as a sport. They'll have a conversation. They'll go out for dinner. and It's just like constantly they're trying to beat people down or beat them in a conversation, prove how smart they are, whatever it might be. Now, the other part of, of a D personality is that they're our adventurers. They are the type of people that are willing to go out and do what hasn't been done before. They like to challenge themselves constantly. And when they talk with people, it's generally a one-way conversation from them to you. And because they are so confident, they generally transmit their opinions as if they're facts. So one senior executive I was work, I've worked with over many years now, he's become very aware of this particular impact on his team to the point where he has, he has told me, point, like face-to-face, he goes, I now know that when I talk to my team, I need to tell them if I want them to take action or not. Because in the past... He's been thinking out loud, and he thinks out loud by talking. And then his team will go off and do what he's just been talking about. Because he transmits his opinion so strongly that they are actually thinking he's giving them a directive. But in actual fact, he wasn't. He was just thinking out loud and trying to brainstorm with them. So he's become very conscious of the fact that he says to him, I'm not asking you to do anything. I'm just thinking out loud. Don't go and do anything after this conversation. So that's how strongly our D personalities can come across. Now, another big one for our deep personalities is how they process information. Our deep personalities do not need all the detail. Quite often, 50% of the detail is enough. And they have what we call an automatic convincer strategy. So what I mean by that is that once they have 50% of the information, they are ready and willing to make a decision. But what makes their decisions reasonably solid is the fact that they generally have a criteria around how they make that decision. For many Ds, they don't know what that criteria is. And in fact, in some instances, it will change depending on the circumstances. So if there's, they're in a business context, for example, and you have a D personality, you're, you may even be a D personality yourself and you're a business owner. Becoming aware of what your strategy is for decision making becomes really important because you can share that with your team. Now, for a business owner, it might be, is it profitable? Is it good for the community? Is it good for the environment? Will it drive us forward to the aim and objective? And is it aligned to our vision of our business? For many deepest personalities, they will do that check unconsciously. They go check, check, check we're moving forward now occasionally they may get across they might go check check no not doing that one that one's not working for me but then they go what will happen if I still do it anyway can I live with the consequences of that happening and if the answer is yes they'll move forward if the answer is no then it's a then it's a no-go zone for them Norman Schwarzkopf great general from the U.S is known for saying even a bad decision is better than no decision because he can correct a bad decision. What he can't correct is no decision. And ultimately, you know, not making a decision is still a decision. It's just that you don't, you don't want to take responsibility for what's about to happen. So for a D, they'd much rather make a bad decision because at least then they know they're moving forward or they're moving in, in some direction and they'll be able to correct it if it's really, really bad. Now, this is in contrast to some of our other personality types, which we'll go into in another podcast. So wrapping up, our D personalities are our big picture thinkers. Quite often gravitate into leadership positions. They are focused on results, not necessarily on the people and what the impact of you know the, the workload is on the people. Not always, and these are all generalizations, by the way, Not always high on emotional intelligence. They get focused on getting the job done. Our D personalities really are the Nikes of the world. They say, just do it. And you'll hear them use that language. They'll get frustrated and in there they say, just do it. Now that won't come from some of the other personalities. Our D personalities are future focused. And they're more than likely happy to take a guarantee that you can perform as opposed to seeing past evidence of that performance. To wrap up rather quickly here, there's no right or wrong in any of these energy types. They are what they are, but understanding them and be able to connect with them is the important part. So if you want to connect quickly with a D, because ultimately that's what we're talking about here, is being able to build rapport with a D. And if you're a D, you'll understand this is probably how you operate when you hear it. You probably want to talk a bit quicker, because our Ds do talk reasonably quickly they're thinking ahead they process information very quickly they are future focused and they're f- focused on results some things you may not want to do with them is to challenge them definitely not in public because they will see that as a need to win also don't go into the detail with them unless they specifically ask for it if they want detail they'll let you know because the details will bore them. And for some days, you'll see their eyes glaze over and they'll start doodling if they're in a meeting because they've just shut down. They've been lost in the detail. So keep it high high level. Keep it fast-paced. Turn it into a game or, or, or competition if you want to get them involved and, and get them going. And that doesn't mean say everything needs to be a game, but set it as a challenge for them. If this has resonated with you, great so i hope that helps give you understanding of how you can build rapport and how you connect with our deep personalities in the upcoming episodes i'm going to cover off on the other three being the influencer the steady of steadfast and the compliant so that wraps up our first in the series of what it means to be a power communicator thanks for joining us again and please take the time and subscribe on whatever platform that you're listening to this episode on, whether it be iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. I'd really appreciate if you go and leave a review. Let us know what you think. It'll boost us up in the ratings and allow this to get out to more people that can use the information and grow as a leader and also as a business owner. Thanks again. Until next time, I'll see you next week.